you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Virgil Green and Sean Culkin on the left side of that line. Joe Barksdale out at right tackle. Takes the handoff to Eckler. Rivers wants to go deep. Has Mike Williams. Caught. 10-5. Magic Mike into the end zone. Touchdown, Chargers. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. There you hear his voice, Matt Money-Smith. He is the voice of your Los Angeles Chargers. Let's go Bolts. Destined for Super Bowl 53 against the L.A. Rams. That's what I told you in August. I'm staying by it, although now I can kind of see the Patriots getting there. And obviously the Chiefs are in play. But that's pretty much my three teams in the AFC in contention for the Super Bowl bid. And I've all but uh, decided that it will be the Rams. Anywho, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented by Head and Shoulders, the program that's Head and Shoulders above all others, now sponsored by Head and Shoulders appropriately here in uh, Studio 6. We're ready to roll. Get you ready for NFL Week 8 and a bunch of other stuff, too. And uh, the voice you heard at the very top of the show now is seated to my immediate left magically. You know, listen to him. He's one half of the best radio show in all the land. Petros and Money on AM570. Track it down on iHeartRadio. He's on Facebook Live here on NFL Network. He does free money with uh, with uh, Cindy Freeland here on NFL Podcasting. Uh, uh, I'm whatever uh, operation, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's Matt Money Smith. We don't have time. We do don't have eyesight. time. We're too loaded. Spaghetti behind the glass, and I don't know if spaghetti. How are you, by the way? I'm Back well. from London. London splendid. Uh, NFL fans go over there, experience it. Eighty-six thousand people. They love NFL football. They know NFL football. They're a pleasant group to be around. Not just Brits, but uh, met folks from Germany, from Scandinavia, from all over. Western Europe, Canada, um, had a couple Canadians that made the trip in. Really? It's just like a giant. I know uh, you were asking Kent before the show, uh, hey, what's, you know, what, some of the big football games, what are you excited about? And he was talking about the the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It's not just Florida and Georgia fans, but kind of everybody from that area goes. I think that's what happens for these three games at Wembley is if you're in the general vicinity, it's like, oh, we're going to have a huge party on Sunday in London at Wembley. So let's hop a train or a quick flight and get out there. And that's what that environment is. I mean, it's it's one of the best. And I've done games at almost, you know, before I did the Chargers, I did uh, game of the week kind of stuff for for Westwood One and Compass Media. And I think it's the it might be one of the top three football experiences I've no ever way. had. Yeah, it I really praise is great. from a man who's been all over football America and now beyond. Um, and, you know, I, I want to talk about uh, a little bit of college football, but also you didn't hear the name Handsome Hank. That's because you left him back in his homeland. He's mixing it up with uh, with the home folk there. And uh, shout out. We we know how great it is. Charlie Barker and family are as lovely a, uh, a football family as there is. They always send us pictures from 
from Wembley, and we appreciate that. Andrew Raby has provided us a course and tracks our uh, Red Challenge flag picks, which we will get to by the end of the show. But because Handsome is not here, we will instead call in a ringer. When I heard Matt Money Smith and No Handsome, the first name that I thought of was CBS Sports main man. He hosts the daily podcast there. Pick six, and he's a mensch to boot. It's Will Brinson. What's the poop, fella? What's going on, guys? I like that. That is uh, that's big shoes, very handsome shoes to fill. I don't think that I can possibly uh, be as handsome as anyone named Handsome Hank. And I, I, I like that everybody at the NFL – you guys, uh, you know, working for the man up there, uh, the electroshock therapy is really starting to work on this London thing. You asked the <laughs> NFL, like, what do, you, what do you think about London football? That's <laughs> wonderful. I love I mean, it's fantastic. Like it. yeah. By the I'm, way, I'm not going to sell, put a franchise there. I'm just going to say those three weeks, if you're a football fan and you're like, ah, I got to get to Lambeau and oh, I got to make it to an SEC game in college football. Put this on your list. That's all I'm saying. Make this one of those football trips that you ought to take care of. I do think it is interesting the way you described the money, and I, I'm joking about the electroshock therapy. Sure. I wouldn't ever say anything bad about anybody who works at CBS either. <laughs> um, but the uh, you know the thing about the the big party is kind of nice because a lot of times when you go to these games in America, you're walking into hostile territory, right? And it's and like the idea that it's not fun to go like you don't want to go to Oakland to see a game because. You know, you don't certainly don't want to take your kids to Oakland to see a game if you're the if you're the opposite team. It's I like the idea of going to a big party and just watching a sporting event. That's the best way I can describe it. Is it's mm. just uh, everybody and and they get excited no matter you know. And there were a lot of tra- I mean, look, am I am I breaking news if I say there were more Charger fans at this game than any game I've been to so far this year? No, I mean there were probably thirty thousand Charger fans. True? Yes, it was packed with Charger fans, but. Everybody in the stadium got excited for every major moment or big play. So it was just kind of like there was this constant electricity anytime something um, substantial happened. It was just kind of cool to feel, you know, instead of, oh, we've quieted the stadium. And it's like, oh, this crowd's flat now. I'm I'm a more provincial sort, apparently. I love, obviously, when my team is in it and making a deep playoff run, I say go see them play in the title game over the Super Bowl if you have to choose one or the other because everybody right. is like-minded. But then again, those Super Bowls are charming for exactly the reason you say. They're, they're you know, big fans. Everything's bases. exciting. But by the way, as far as that goes, who is the most popular team overall from what you could uh, deduce over there, Money? Ooh, it's it's hard to digest because, I mean, there are there, there's no way to figure out what jersey you've seen the most of. I mean, like when I when I got there, uh, I was told the toughest one. I think the I was told the least amount of jerseys that they kind of have been able to keep track of are Arizona Cardinal jerseys for whatever reason. First jersey I see Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> so it's it's just I don't know. I don't know where their allegiance lies. I do. I do believe and, and I don't know if I and making this up or if I remember actually hearing this in conversation because we had so many but um, I hear they are desperate to get the Packers over there because there are so many Aaron Rodgers fans hmm. and um, I would guess probably Patriots or Packers would be the two that I saw the most yeah, of and I like, think it's just because of success like the U.S. that's yeah, what they know that's exactly what they team success right. for the Pats individual success for Rodgers makes sense um, like I say uh, Brinson's pick six uh, your daily update on, uh, on pro football check that out uh, yes good stuff with uh, Costas and everybody else over there but of course the other reason I wanted to get uh, Will Brinson in is because I've noticed as a, as a you know an innocent bystander I, a bystander I love uh, Brinson I've said that 
I think it's clear I have great affection for spaghetti behind the glass, but they're in a rift, money. And we're going to have to – I want you to dig up <laughs> – I want I, you to dig up their tweet exchange. It's already dug up. Okay. So while you, you do You know, that, there's nothing I'm more excited about than this. And then we this will This is be, why I'm here. I was going to phone <laughs> it in today. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I just got back from London. Give me a week, guys. I'll you come gotta back be on next the week. Scene. Nope. I'm like, oh, Brinson's – okay, I'm in. Let's go. Money Let's and I, money and I uh, have this in common. We both love nothing more in life than some good controversy right. right in front of us as long as we're not one of the people in the controversy. Exactly right. I like same, the heat. Same, Just, same. All right. Well, 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 that's not the case this time, Brinson. You're in it. So. But, but, right, but I'm, I'm correcting this instance. Right, well, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, and then we'll also pick the biggest games of NFL Week 8, and if we have time, we'll also jump in on a couple of big college football games to – well, I want to finish the thought that we said that I started on there. What's the one college football venue? Because the cocktail party is the one I've always wanted to attend. Brinson, I assume you've been to that one, given uh, the neck of the woods you're uh, residing in. Uh, no, I actually haven't, which is oh, odd no. because a lot of my well, a lot of my family are big Florida boosters and Florida fans. But um, you know, it's just in Jacksonville. Like they all live in Jacksonville, and so it's like, the middle point. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah, like it's. Um, I, I've been to a bunch of games in Jacksonville, a bunch of Jaguars games, and a bunch of. I've been to a bowl game there before. It's 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 fine. I mean, like I've never been to that particular game. I I, I went last year to the, for the first time to Notre Dame to see NC State play up there. And, oh, that's uh, cool. You got to give it a nod for being, if nothing else, just so bleeping quaint and like 1930s ish that it just almost overwhelmed. No, incorrect. The correct date. That's not even the best venue. And I mean this sincerely, as much as I can be. Without best the venue in Indiana. The best college football venue. I, I know you're going to say I'm by it is Bloomington, Indiana. It's the great. Have you ever been to a game? You can't really denounce it. If you have done been. basketball at assembly, but I have never done a football game. In you need to go directly across the street right. from uh, from where the stadium and uh, and assembly hall sit there. There are these rolling hills with little streams and giant trees that uh, round about now in autumn when they're in uh, full color. There's just no, there's nothing better. The weather Ooh. and and you don't even feel obligated to spend much time in the stadium because you know what's going on inside those walls is not good, good for the home team. So you just tend to stay out there and continue to eat an extra wiener and drink a beer. And, uh, you know, Look, you want to take on touchdown Jesus, you take them on. I'm I've gonna, been I'm out gonna, there. I'm going to go ahead and sit this one out. Okay? I watched Trent Green try to uh, get the Hoosiers over the hump back in 1992. I think I went up there. Why they don't keep doing that one. I don't know. But Notre Dame is, is great. I, and will, I, I imagine again, because of your proximity to it, um, I've done a handful of games in the SEC, a lot in the Big Ten and Pac-12. So I'll just give you a Big Ten Camp Randall uh, is my favorite. There's history to the, the to the stadium. Um, it's a special audience, although they do play a lot of 90s alt rock. So if you're not if, if you don't like that, then it's probably not going to work out for you. Um, but in the SEC of, uh, you know, and I, I did Alabama, uh, Death Valley, but Ole Miss. Ole Miss is the one that really got me. Everybody says it that. It was right? great. Just the cotillion dresses on the ladies, the the William Faulkner khaki pants, blue blazers on <laughs> the men, and then they're all just getting destroyed in the parking lot in these fancy outfits. You're describing your Brinson on a Wednesday evening. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, yeah, that's that's why I was five minutes late to this podcast. I'm, I'm making covered. myself a Tom Collins. Hold on. I'll be there in just a moment. <laughs> that's what it is. Yankees. I'll, is, be, I'll, uh, be, I'll be with you momentarily. Have you ever been to Oxford uh, for a game, uh, Will? No, I, I haven't. I, I know plenty of friends who have. Um, and I look, we've I mean, there's enough. These SEC and ACC Southern schools are pretty similar. But I mean, I like having seen some of the, the shots of that. I can imagine that it is deep, like in the grove. Yeah. You are you're buried underneath like like a bunch of hanging 
tr- like foliage that that allows you to sit there and sip on uh, a, a warm bourbon cocktail. There you go. Yeah, I don't know right. where I came up with Tom Collins. I'm sure yeah, that would be a it's better booze. one. But either way, yes, booze. That's how they do it in Chicago. That's right. If you're uh, related to Matt Money Smith. Yeah, nice but... old-fashioned is what you're going to be <laughs> sipping on now. That's right. Put all my khakis. I'm going to make my way down to the lot, and we're going to get ourselves some drinks now. I got to get to uh, Autzen. I got to get to – I just got to do the whole SEC swing. And in the NFL, I still have to do Arrowhead and Lambo. It's my favorite. Arrowhead's my favorite. The clink is my favorite that I've been to, I think. You know, Love it. Moving bias. But um, – and uh, but yeah, I'll tell you, maybe the most underrated is uh, is Brinson's neck of the woods, Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a cool stadium. They have these giant beasts perched outside for all of time, which are intimidating. Well, kind of, or at least. And, and they have actual Panthers as statues, too. Is what that's mean. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's oh, they have the actual cats there. there in cages like we LSU. Can't do, we can't do. We can't do Jerry Richardson jokes. Is that, is that ah? I see what you did there. I see what. Look, we're too dumb. We're West Coast <laughs> dumb out here. We <laughs> hold our tongue on everything, Princeton. Who puts a statue of themselves outside a stadium and refuses to take it down after you get removed? Like, like just have the have the decency to let the statue be taken down. <laughs> um, I will also. But the thing about Charlotte is the other thing is that it's get slept on. People always celebrate. Um, Arrowhead because of the barbecue that's going on. Man, you walk around that stadium, all you smell is delicious smoke. Oh, that. Oh, it's just heaven. It's just heaven. Anyway. I thought uh, you were going to say, you know what you sleep on out there in Charlotte? Banking. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> Banking Center of America right there in Charlotte. I mean, that's what you got. You got all the banks. They're right there. Get your bank on. I, I, that's that's more up your alley, money. I don't know about those kinds of things. I don't know anything. All right. So, hey, the, right. Uh, before we get into the the uh, the Eli debate or Saquon or whatever it is, quickly, fellas, I've started something new with uh, NFL films. It figures to be great fun, and I'm, I'm sure you guys will start out um, agreeing with me, and then everyone else will fall in line here. Um, I'm doing each week the top 100 players. Of course, you watch it every spring on NFL Network. It's a great uh, show, as you usual from NFL films, talking to the players, the players vote on who their peers, uh, how they rank their peers, one through 100. And uh, so now from a fan's perspective, namely this fan, um, I have done all 100. And like I say, I am open to your critiques and uh, we can uh, update it each passing week. I will let you know my five, four, three, two, one as of the here and now. I got Drew Brees at five. Adam Thielen, historic uh, pace, remarkable stuff at four. Todd Gurley at three. Aaron Donald at two. And Patrick Mahomes, as much as I love the two Rams I just named and several others, Mahomes is positively a revelation, and I feel like I'm um, I'm being intentionally curmudgeonly to go any other way uh, without Mahomes and to, to not put Mahomes at number one so far. Um, I've got three of those five. Oh, I'm surprised that it's uh, that there's that much deviation already. Go ahead, money. Give us, uh, give me your uh, five, four, three. Two. So I know this probably isn't going to be popular, but I'm going to plant the nefarious seed here. Number five, I got Saquon Barkley. What? Yes, Number Saquon five, Barkley. I've got Saquon Barkley okay. from an eyeball standpoint. Okay. Uh, four, right. I have Philip Rivers. I, th- I think that's kind of fair. Four is a little aggressive. I have him at twelve, but okay. 12 is is an insult and an oh, embarrassment. Stop oh, stop it. It, it is. It he is, is, as someone, and again, I am biased. You can attack me for it. You People have no idea what that guy covers up, 
how much different if he's not there I don't know if that team has a win is how much difference he makes Hmm. how quickly he gets rid of the ball how he diagnoses defense he doesn't get sacked because he never holds the ball he knows exactly where to go when protection breaks down Hmm. Um, so I'll go Rivers four uh, three Mahomes two Donald one Gurley Okay, but the Rams, the two Rams at the top, the anchors of that offense. In the most, in the most subtle of senses, do I knock Todd Gurley down because he is in Sean McVay's system and Jared Goff is doing what he's doing and everything else? And that's not, uh, like I say, a knock on Gurley. I just am elevating Mahomes, who you could also say, well, isn't Andy Reid doing that for, uh, for him? So anyway, Brinson, lay it on us. So um, I've got a few that are similar. I've got. Uh, I've got, I, I, I'm struggling on five here. Saquon I I Barkley. The guy's got What's darn that? near a thousand combined yards from scrimmage right now. I know he's got a ton of targets, but I mean, you watch what he's able to do in the open field. He's averaging five yards a carry. There's no offensive line there. So the box is completely stacked to try to slow him down. I get that we're going to get into this debate right now about whether or not he was worth the number two pick. And I don't think he was, but I, I think it's safe to say that he is damn impressive Okay, uh, with what he does. Well, that, I mean, like, that's part of the argument here. Like, I think Saquon Barkley, and I said this before the season, I thought he was going to be a Pro Bowl running back, and I thought he was going to have 1,800 total yards, and he's on pace. He's on pace to do it. more. Yeah, he's on pace to have, like, 1,900. Yeah, it's right, crazy. Exactly. I, I, I don't think that was ever in question. It's just more about al- uh, resource allocation. Right. Anyway, Saquon Barkley, nor any running back, is not in my top five. Not even Todd Gurley, he who strolls through the, the biggest holes in, in football. Um, <laughs> Aaron Donald at five for me. Hmm. That'll be not my only LA guy. I like, I like that Aaron Donald at five. Uh, Adam Thielen is also in my top five. He's breaking history that even Jerry Rice didn't do. So, I mean, he's on the list right now, assuming this is an ever changing week by week thing. Exactly. Number three is uh, drew Brees, a worthy, very worthy MVP candidate for sure. Number two money. You are even underrating him. Number Phillip. two is Philip Rivers. Yeah. Well, I, I, the, the voice of the Chargers and a guy who has an NC State helmet behind them. But all right, I don't want to accuse bias. <laughs> I, I get the accusation all the time, but I did just accuse I, you of it. But I, all right. I knew I knew that would be the, the That's argument fine. against it. I don't think like, it's ridiculous. I, I think he is a legit MVP candidate. And right now, if you voted on it, I think it would probably I think Mahomes would win it. And that's the reason that I put him there. But I do think it it would go something like Rivers and Breeze would probably be in there. And Todd Gurley would be in there. I want to say that if you if you go and and I I get it, you know, in in our notes every week. But I think Philip leads Mahomes in more categories. Um, Huh. uh, You know, deep passes, deep pass accuracy, deep pass. You know, he's the best deep passer in the league right now, which is hard to believe when you think about freewheeling Mahomes chucking the ball down the field. But no one's been better than Philip under pressure. He's number one. I think he's two in quarterback rating. I mean, it's it's crazy how good of a year he's having quietly because, you know, the Chargers are the Chargers. I think we can divide, by the way, that it's not that L.A. team. Two two things on Philip Rivers. Oh, go ahead. Uh, One. It's, uh, you know, Mahomes threw a bunch. He, he's dead last in the league in terms of throwing into tight windows. Now, I have him number one. It's not no big deal. I mean, he's, he should be there. He's been fantastic. I love Mahomes. He's incredible. Uh, and then, two, I would point out that if you're going to accuse Money and I of having bias, I would note that this list feels a little bit like it was put together by, I don't know, a fan of Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning, almost as if the media, ah. the, the East Coast media, was conspiring to cape up for the two other quarterbacks of the 2004 draft class because well they're afraid 
that the real truth is going to come out that Rivers is the best quarterback in the class. Oh, Way to sleuth it out. That, well done, Brinson. You know what? Shame the devil and shame on the both of you for saying that. Listen, the Eli versus Phil debate is over, and those of us who have paid attention, I have known that for some time. You're Philip Rivers is not better at pro football than Ben Roethlisberger. You've got your opinion, we've got ours. All right. Ben Roethlisberger, by the way, comes in at 18, and some have pointed out, uh, including Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, that that may be a little too high. But all I can tell you is when the season was uh, imploding on those Steelers, seven said, put it on my shoulders, and now they're in first place. All right. It's a it's a uh, mediocre AFC North, but nevertheless, it's their 3-2-1. and one. All right. So now let's jump into it here. So And follow that along, NFL Films and uh, at Damashek. And like I say, we'll update that um, every week for you, hopefully right in front of uh, Thursday Night Football. You, you need to do some release check on whoever's 101 each week. Like that was almost the first thing I scrolled down. I was like, who, <laughs> left, who just yeah. got left off? It was Tyler Boyd in this case, ah. uh, which is just, I don't, I don't know why that's so funny, but I, I like, you need to, you need to give out like a Shecky, a mini Shecky each week to yeah. whoever's one. That's a great call. Like, that's you fun. Didn't make, you didn't make my top 100 list. <laughs> here's, here's a Twitter note for you. Tyler. Boyd. Uh, I do. I, I feel bad. James White isn't in there. And listen, by the way, one thing I will say, and then we'll move on is I, I always say, Nothing more pretentious than a football fan who weighs in on the quality of an individual offensive lineman. Most of us cannot divine that by watching the game, Who, which individual lineman is most effective. You really have to spend extra time watching the tape to do that. I don't do that. Sean O'Hara does it. And our pal Nick Shook from around the NFL does it and Ross Tucker and so on and so forth. I have assembled a blue ribbon panel who will help me with the offensive line to plug him in there. Yes, I'm not. I, I will not presume to do that because that would make me fraudulent. So I, uh, well, I, I also think that that I mean, no offense to Shook, who's looks who is, is built like an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think division three O lineman. But yeah, I do tend to <laughs> give more credence when somebody like uh, Ross Tucker or Sean O'Hara or a Jeff Schwartz, somebody who played the position at offensive line and understands the nuances of it weighs in on that stuff. Because even, even if you watch a hundred hours of film a day, you're still going to struggle with the concepts and the, and the nuances there. I think. Right. What were the calls? Agree. What are they supposed right. to do? I will say um, just have, as someone who watches the same team for every snap, Mike Pouncey flashes. I mean, that's just someone that jumps when you watch mm-hmm. plays and you see him move and get into space and what he's able to do from that center position. I mean, th- so I, I, and that's just, and I can't give you anything beyond that. It's just in watching every snap offensively for that team. That's someone that will pop when you get to watch seven games worth of, of football. Um, he looks like the best guy on that line and, and it doesn't seem to be even close. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll keep our eye on that and uh, the entire top 100 list. And I am open to your notes. So hit me up at Damashek or on Facebook or on Instagram, wherever you please. All right. Let's get into it now. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. Are you awake? Unfortunately. Uh, oh, why, really? Why do you have to be acrimonious? I'm joking around. I'm, I'm here. All right. Shy away play from it, conflict. No, I'm not, I'm not Spaghetti, play it cool here, man. I'm, I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Eddie seems I'm, like I'm, the it's kind like, of guy that's going to get hot. No, no, no. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> you say you're not. I'm just, you say you're not. If, if this is like Game of Thrones, I'm the night watchman, and I'm I'm you know, I'm know protecting the wall. Could that's not disagree doing. more. That's what I'm doing. I could not. Not based on your tweets and, and I'll how hot you get and your use of all caps throughout this tweet exchange. You are not the night watchman. I can tell you that right now. What, you I'm, are not. Th- what I'm going to say is, and Sheck could back me up, was to 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 
to preface this during the draft process, before the draft process, I wanted Rosen. That's the guy I wanted to. I was ready for the Eli replacement then. But as we read stuff and, and saw what Gettleman's direction was and why they hired Shermer, because he basically just accepted Mara's plan of keeping Eli as a quarterback. From that point on, I was like, well, I can't wish for something that's not going to happen. So if they take Nelson or Chubb or Barkley, I have to be fine with it. So that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from we can't change what the ownership wanted. So now after seeing Barkley play, and like you said before, like perfectly, the guy is amazing. And knowing what could happen this offseason, whether it's Derek Carr or if it's Herbert, who I've watched a lot of and really, really like more so than when I've watched Arnold, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> just I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with what could happen in the future. And uh, I mean, like, that's just really what it comes from. Okay, well, let Brinson go. I want money to read some tweets. I just want to say at the outset, my the, the, the point that I have consistently made about Saquon is this. Even in the days when running backs were more prominent and more impactful in wins and losses, the best running backs were Walter Payton and then Barry Sanders. Neither one of those teams got a whiff of uh, of deep playoff runs. Walter did at the very tail end of his career as right. the defense emerged um, up in Chicago. But that's the that's the comparison. Saquon does look generational in skill and uh, pedigree and everything. But so what? We've seen a lot of guys. They got that, one that, win. That doesn't make you into a winning right. pro football team. That's my knock against that. Uh, Neither would a rookie right now. The record would be very similar. No, but you'd have your quarterback of the future. We can have it. You would be able to find. You would be able to find a running back. I think Barkley plus pretty easy to find a running back. I but I think it's I don't. I think the difference is I'm not putting Darnold that high up on a pedestal where some people might. And I think Barkley is that much better than most people that are naming. If you're going to throw like Nick Chubb at me or, or like Ronald Bradley Jones, Chubb. Uh, oh, 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 you mean get him running back, carry on Johnson right. guys that could have taken, like, it's not, that's, that's insulting to compare those guys to Barkley. Plus, <laughs> and the other thing too is plus, so say if they took a quarterback first, and then the second round, they had they had to take a running back. That means that we don't take Will Hernandez, who has been our highest graded offensive lineman. So we got. I mean, the Giants had multiple no, you holes. To, you don't have to take a running back. No, in I know, the but, but people take a running back in the fifth round. But people have been saying back. that was like, well, if they took Darnold, then they take a running back in the second round. Then then you have your offensive weapons. But it's like, well, they just did it in a different order because they had multiple holes. They needed uh, an offensive line miserably, and they got Will Hernandez, who's graded higher than Quinn Nelson right now. So like, I'm okay. The two guys who are perform awesome picks. Yeah, actually, the Giants' first four picks have all been performing this year so i'm relatively happy with the draft if they go get herbert luckily number one overall if he comes out great if they trade a pick and get Derek carr who's had really really good seasons and i think he just needs a change of scenery I th- giving him weapons like barkley and the two receivers and in ingram i that's something to start with i just right. can't i can't be convinced okay otherwise. muddy re, re, all right go mm-hmm. ahead start to how this beef goes. Now, will do you want to do you want to read your tweet that started this or do you not have it queued up do you know what your tweet was that got this whole thing rolling <laughs> Danny Cannell, Danny Cannell yelled at me at 7:30 Eastern time this morning. So let me find it. They had it. They had it up on the thing. I had to do their, the podcast this morning, and he was like, they showed the, it's uh, what did I say? It's like the greatest crime. No worse fan. modern fan no, no, base. You read it. You've got a good okay. I was. I, I, I just felt like you should read your own. All right, here we go. So Will, because I'm going to do Eddie's readings. I can tell you that I'm not going to let Eddie do that. So <laughs> Will tweets out. No worse modern fan base crime than convincing them the roster is ready to compete using number two overall pick on running back in a historically deep quarterback draft class, brainwashing them into believing it was the right pick and then blowing it all up midseason is what Will says. All right. And that's verbatim, not embellishing. Eddie from the top rope. Doesn't in my defense, people doesn't respond. People started tagging me. You don't you don't reply. You retweet with comment. He retweets with comment. 
the Giants record would be similar <laughs> with a rookie QB. So what's the difference in doing it in reverse order by getting the historically good running back first and QB next? Question mark is what he comes with. Well, I mean, I, I think money and I mean, uh, spaghetti in your defense, you have pointed this out, but it is if it does break that way, then it's dumb luck. They didn't plan this. It's no, not, no. I, Gettleman I, didn't plan for it to no, break thought, this way. They thought they were a playoff team. I, no, you're right. They thought they were a playoff team this year. And I, I drank a little bit of the Kool-Aid because, oh, right. you got a revamp offensive line. You got Solder. You drafted a rookie in the second round. You have Barkley. You have OBJ healthy. Shepard Ingram's taking another step. Like, I drank the Kool-Aid a little bit. And I was like, okay, they they could, you know, I I also was pretty low in the skins and the Cowboys. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll see Why what drink happen. Kool-Aid when Damashek made you some high C and told you that the Giants were going to be two and five? Well, if I didn't pick the Giants for the playoffs, I would have picked the Falcons. So either way, I would have been wrong. Okay. Will then. Um, yeah, Will. Can I, Please. Okay, so a couple, a couple of things here. One, um, we just did that top 100. There are two guys in the top 32 on the Giants, and they're the worst team in football. That's like, right. How do, you, how do you do that? I mean, like, like, it's great that you have a great running back, but if he's a top five player or top 10 player, whatever he is, you can't be one of the worst teams in football if you have two of the top 30 players in the game. Uh, two, I agree completely. The, the, whole, the whole idea that you can just go back out and you're like, oh, well, we'll get a quarterback next year. And if it works out great, that's dumb luck. That's hope is not a strategy. You can't just like, you can't just be like, well, I hope this works out for us. And then three, like, do, do the Giants think they're going to walk out to the quarterback tree by, in the backyard and just pluck a little franchise quarterback off, off there? And now, that's where if, I may, yes, if, I, if I may interject here, Will, if I may, because that was your tweet. No capitals, by the way. Just Will then tweets back <clears throat> me a rational person. And this is not directed at Eddie. You're just essentially responding uh, to all the people is. that are coming at you. Well, well, if, I mean, if I mean, I was, or were you, I, were you coming back to Eddie? Is, well, yeah. I mean, he quote tweeted me. I quote tweeted him. Okay. I think the problem is when you quote tweet somebody, you sort of take the dialogue out of it. That's, I don't, I don't know if we have like uh, people are into quote tweeting too much. I don't, I don't care for it. Quite so you write me a rational person. <laughs> 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 the giants missed an obvious window to draft a QB, a giants fan. Not Eddie, just a Giants fan. Let's go out to the quarterback tree and get us another quarterback. I bet there's one who will win two Super Bowls and not miss a start for 15 years. <clears throat> Eddie's response. You, a bad take person. <laughs> All capitals. I love Sam Donald. He's the best ever. Justin Herbert could never be good. Me, open-minded, dealing with reality. <laughs> Saquon is a sure thing. Maybe Justin Herbert will outperform the last rookie class. So I, I think as long as Spaghetti accepts, which he has, that it is dumb luck, I think there is merit in where we sit here now in late October 2018, right? We, we just have to assume that Justin Herbert isn't as good as Sam Darnold. Money? What, what, go well, ahead, there's a lot of that. moving parts, right? You've got to be in position to draft Herbert. Sure. You may have to give up extra draft capital to go get Herbert. And Herbert's got to be – look, Herbert is not – He, I, I, don't, I don't believe this whenever it happens, but I can't tell you how many Pac-12 games I've watched with Herbert where he's saying, I'm going back. Yeah. 
I'm not coming out. And and they do it all the time. And then they're told they're going to be the number one pick. And they're like, all right, well, no, he's no, out. he said this week that he's not he's not uh, disgusted. Even yeah, with he parents, he so. is adamant that he wants that, that he grew up there, that he wants to lead Oregon to a Pac-12 championship. He wants to play in a Rose Bowl. He's not coming out. That change, so that changes on September 3rd. When, I mean, on January 3rd, right. when people start saying like, hey, man, you're going to you're going to be the number one pick. Right. Get out of here. So I think there's just saying that we're going to be fine because there's this guy, Justin Herbert. OK, well, that's that's not the way this works. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. You may have zero chance at drafting this guy that you think is better than Sam Darnold when I'm guessing and, and no disrespect to your quarterback scouting prowess, Eddie, but. I'm guessing Herbert's going to have, and I don't mean that as a shot. I just mean, like, I'm guessing he's going to probably have a similar, if not worse grade than Sam Darnold from all the scouts that do this for a living coming out. Um, so I think that's that would be my concern with that particular position because no, it's so narrow. No, I, I understand what you're saying, too, is like if, if, yeah, if the Raiders want a quarterback, if the Broncos want a quarterback, who knows the Giants mistakenly win two, three, four more games and, and it hurts them. I agree. I, I'm saying on this current track, if they do, they're they're selling away the, the parts of their team. If they tank it, they win one or two games. Uh, the Broncos have a couple more wins than them. And if the Raiders, you know, the Raiders have the thing, too, with the Raiders is another team that wants a quarterback. If they give up, I, I'd be fine with Carr as well. Carr's only turning 27, and I, I trust Look, him. I, not, no offense. That's crazy talk. That is crazy talk, Eddie. I mean, you don't, you're, if you're a team and you're willing to give that guy up, guess what they know? They know that he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. You just don't let a quarterback walk away. It doesn't I, You happen. know what, though? I disagree with you about that because the sweet spot, as first laid out by the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks now eight, nine years ago, and uh, and – and for that matter, the Niners, when they moved Alex Smith and built around Kaepernick and uh, spent that additional loot under the cap on other places. And now you see what the Rams are doing. They're following that model. It's not a coincidence that the Eagles did what they did last year, following following that model. When you're a guy, when you're paying your QB six million annually, it allows you to build a full roster. Um, I think Derek Carr, they, they don't know. And John Gruden is plainly in blow it all up mode and they don't how many guys on the face of the earth four are actually worth that 25 I million just, i mean i i just how many are i know you have to do it if you you i'm just repurposing what i hear if from you're people the Ra- around the league and they're like this is the guy we thought he was when he came out of fresno state huh. he's got to have a crystal a sparkling pocket and he's got to get rid of the ball quick and if any of that breaks down this is what you're seeing. A guy that, that doesn't want to hold on to the ball to let routes develop. A guy that is not comfortable moving off his spot. That that this is kind of what led him to slide to be a second-round pick. Uh, were these exact concerns that are now being magnified with the lack of an offensive line and playmakers in Oakland. And, and look, he had one magic season, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about. It was one magical season. The others weren't great. And I think that's I, I, I would push back just ever so slightly to say that it that it did appear that this that was the track he was on prior to that magic season. It's not like that dropped out. Well, of people nowhere. were excited about it. Sure. But I think. He's, he's, go ahead. Will. He, OK, sorry. He's never thrown over 4000 yards passing in a single season. I get I get that he's been injured. He's he's tougher than the the whole crygate thing leads on. But the, the like the idea of taking a, a high draft pick, whether it's a first or a second round pick, whatever it is you give up, and you're going to have to give up something, a high draft pick to get him from Oakland, giving up a high draft pick 
to get someone else's former second round pick who has been handed a monster extension fly. It's the antithesis of, of, of Moneyball in the NFL. It flies in the face of all conventional logic that you should build around a cheap quarterback. You're going out and getting used damaged goods, plugging him in a quarterback. And by the way, money points out that he, he, he's, he's not good behind a, a bad offensive line. Hello, New York. Have fun with that, Derek Carr. It's going to be a disaster for him if he goes to the Giants. It's not going to be fine. He's going to be in trouble. He's going to get pressured left and right. And it's not like these defenses in that division are going away either. I, I just, if that's the strategy, then it's even worse than we thought. I mean, but I think it might very well be the strategy. That, by the way, not to talk too much on this, but that that's a great point because that was one of the issues with Saquon, right? Is you are going to pay a position that normally would be cost allocated um, for four years at the running back position, a premium. He's the highest paid running back in the league. So now you really can't afford to trade for a $25 million a year quarterback because you're paying your running back $15 million, which is that that's, that was one of the big problems with that draft of Saquon at the spot where they got him is okay. Well, now you've got resource allocation issues. And if, you know, that's why drafting the quarterback, if they were fortunate enough, the Giants were to get into a spot where they can take one of the top guys. Okay, well, then that evens out. Well, now you've got your rookie cost locked in at the quarterback position. And that's okay now to have Saquon being paid a premium on this rookie deal. Um, so that's, I think that's where the, 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 Derek Carr thinks break, breaks down as well, or a free agent breaks down as well. Well, what do you, if we think about this, though, Brinson? It could be, this is what, what would you prefer to have then right now? And I, this is the camp I'm in. Ideally, I would have, as I've said, I would have gone Rosen, but let's say that the uh, higher rated QB is the way they went there. Sam Darnold, Karrion Johnson, although I think they would have, I'm playing fast and loose with how it would have played out there. I bet you they would have taken Ronald Jones over Karrion Johnson, but either way, because they had already signed Jonathan Stewart. But anyhow, Karrion Johnson and then Odell, or would you rather have Saquon, Odell, and, you know, Eli or uh, Justin Herbert or Derek Carr? I mean, uh, I just I would go with the, the former. I want, if I have a top five pick and I feel like my scouts have graded out a quarterback with a hey, this is we believe this guy's going to be a Pro Bowl level player, then that's I want to take him then. I want to just trust my scouting and here, department and say, OK, it. let's go get him. Look, I, I've I followed Dave Gettleman's GM career very closely because he was with the Panthers. And I think that Dave Gettleman did a lot of smart things with Carolina, but he has to be the first general manager in NFL history ever to have taken a running back in back-to-back drafts with a top 10 pick hmm. in two different franchises. I mean, like, I get that you love your guy. And I think Christian McCaffrey is a special player. But Christian McCaffrey isn't transforming the Panthers' offense into this dynamic approach. And they could have had Alvin Kamara. I mean, like, you look at Kareem these, Hunt, uh, Alvin Kamara. I mean, yeah, they, they're all, they're all, they, they can all plug into that top 10 spot. Months. Yeah, right. but if you go 2015, and it's tougher to do because there's not a great player taken immediately after Todd Gurley that you would have rather had. But, like, with, with Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, Zeke's a great player, but give me Jalen Ramsey and That's Jordan right. Hatward. I or agree Jaylen with that Ramsey completely. And, and Derek Henry. All right, fellas. I'd like to bring this to an end so we can make our game picks here. And uh, Spaghetti, do you have anything you'd like to say to Will or Will? Do you like? Would you like to say something? I'm just thinking with my side. I, I still, I. Well, I, that's not the that's not the olive branch that we were looking for here. The Eli branch. I don't know. I don't. Program. I mean, the I I'm not 
the, there's no branch to. I mean, I'm not mad. I mean, Will you tweet to, him a nice th- a nice thought? For yeah, I'm not. Okay. I don't. I don't take sports debates seriously. I don't. I mean, yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'll tweet. You're just all caps. I'll tweet. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I don't caps. walk away. I don't leave my phone or laptop. I'm going like, man, I'm angry over talking Giants football. Like, I mean, it's just football. It comes down to that. Being said, I still think I. I still. I am fine with the Barkley pick. I'm sad that you and I aren't going to get to have a similar cross exchange like this in the spring when uh, when the Penguins and Rangers play in the playoffs because the Rangers that's aren't going to make the playoffs. Cheap shot. Uh, that was a cheap shot, yeah, it but, it, but you know what? Too bad. Brinson, anything you'd like to say? Um, Let's move on. No, I mean, like, like, Eddie, whatever Eddie said was like one – Tenth of the vitriol you got from other Giants fans, who like some guy was like, "Believe you me, they're gonna sign either Kaepernick or, or like Teddy Bridgewater this offseason. It'll be fine. You'll be an idiot then." I was like, "Okay, yeah, thanks, thanks." Steve I do, I, I do, I will say, I do get Brinson's point there. It is that you can't just interchange. It's not so interchangeable as. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, very quickly there there is a position that is interchangeable that is very interchangeable, like, and it's running back. And that's what I don't get. And that's why I would never spend a top five pick on a running back. Even though I believe Saquon Barkley is a transformational player. Interesting. All right, let's get to the red challenge flag picks real quick. Let me tell you about G suite. G suite. It's a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slide, Sheets, and Drive. These tools improve your work life. How? Because it allows you to adjust, to modify existing documents, the same document, without having to keep going back. Which version was this one? Was it that one? Was it version 4 where I changed page 17? I can't remember. And Spaghetti, I need you to go in there. It all streamlines it for you and for the entire team at work. Make it G Suite by Google Cloud. It works, like I say with uh, Gmail Docs and Slides. To find out more about G Suite's productivity tools, visit gsuite.com, gsuite.com. And again, not like uh, the the uh, the sweet stuff. No, like a fancy room, which is where you're headed if you're using G Suite by Google Cloud. All right, let's get to it now. The Red Challenge flag picks for week eight. Red, Red Challenge flag picks. Ow! Come on, Brinson. Uh, he's got an Oxford on. Can't do that it. That collar's can't buttoned down. Can't song. Can't there? do it. He's not uh, willing to play grab ass with us. Challenge flag picks. Yeah, there Brinson. There we go. go. There we go. I love it. Now we're ready to go. Let's start in London, shall we? It's the Eagles. It's the Jags. Many thought it was a Super Bowl preview back in August, but instead, both teams desperate for victory to get back on track. Will Brinson, you're the visitor from uh, from the Carolinas. There, Eagles. Jags. Choose. Oh, give me the Jaguars in this. Oh, no. Double whammy right at you out of the gate. I love it. (laughs) Spaghetti. I mean, spaghetti. Money. Explain. Why do you got the Eagles? Just it seems like it's falling apart, right? Desperation is a stinky cologne. That's how you trade for Carlos (laughs) Hyde. That's how you hear about all of these uh, (laughs) heated conversations leaking from the locker room. Look, you put together a volatile mix of players, and if things aren't going great, it's going to fall apart in a hurry, and it just feels like that's the case right now. You know, I mean, I don't know what Malcolm Jenks is doing by saying, hey, man, 
Uh, you got to have Colin Kaepernick out there. I'm looking at that team. And I mean, you got to believe there's people down there that believe that with how poorly Blake Bortles is taking care of the ball. Um, when you, And I think this is the volatile mix, right? You have a dominant defense that's still playing at a very high level, but your offense is turning the ball over constantly and you're losing games and, and you know, other players look at the scoreboard and they see, wow, that Jags defense must stink. They gave up 40 and 30 in back-to-back weeks, and that's going to get them pissed off in a hurry. So for me, it's not so much talent or, or the X's and O's, but just it, it seems like things are falling apart in Jacksonville with that collection of personalities. I hear you. No Derek Barnett for the rest of the season right. for the defending that's a big one. champions. Yes, but they – then again, you look at what they did from last year to this year. They have Michael Bennett, who is, if you've been watching them play lately, looks dynamite. You like the big flag hanging out of his <laughs> pocket. Is it, oh, my. I thought it was fake. I thought it was digital. <laughs> it looks so strange. I was like, is that a digit? Is, is, it, is that photoshopped? I, I hope he's going to do a magic trick for it. Right? It seems like that's what he's about Where to jump in. You noticed I was distracted. My apologies. Brinson, go ahead. Tell us. I, I, I think that, that uh, the X's and O's of it um, favored the, uh, the Eagles here i mean blake bortles you're now he's got to go now he's got to go face that uh that team that that uh, pass rush there i don't think that adds up to success for him just out of curiosity money how do uh, how do you feel coming back from london how'd you feel the your body it's a tough trip it's a it's definitely a tough trip is it the type of trip that would be easier if you'd done it the previous three years? Would that make it easier? I think it would. I you sense know what? your Jacksonville- sarcasm, but I'm going to say no, because you're <laughs> still tired, because there were still 364 days between the last time you went <laughs> and now, and it still knocks you on your ass. So. Well- all I know is this is Blake Bortles. When he gets over to London, he turns out he turns from <laughs> Blake Bortles to Sir Blake. He Bortles. does. You're right and about he's that. Three and O over there and playing well. It's a desperate spot. I love your super troopers reference. <laughs> and uh, I, I just think that the, I think that for whatever reason, the Jaguars get it done against an Eagle team. Weird things happen in these London games. I like the Jaguars. It's funny stuff. you They're say good. that. The alliterative names of uh, Blake Bortles and Calais Campbell both seem like they should be uh, UK mm. people more than American. Good call. Right? Yeah. Blake Bortles, Calais Campbell, they're delightful footballers. Not your rubbish gridiron version. I'm talking about proper football. All right, let's get to the uh, Ravens. The uh, the Panthers, Brinson, you know he's he's there. In he Charlotte. is. We talked about it. He is. The birdies coming off a uh, a tough loss at home. Justin Tucker, the year of bad kicking and no defense, even inflicts uh, inflicts its uh, mark on the best to ever do it. Money. Ravens, Panthers, choose. All right, I'm putting my guard up. I'm taking the Panthers. You know what? I th- I took the wow too. I oh wait, we'll oh, through it. Threw there it. we go. We'll throw it. Try try not to knock my camera off my computer. <laughs> uh, the uh, look, I initially liked the Panthers a lot here too. They are um, considered not uh, to be. They're not expected to win by certain uh, people who who predict such things ahead of the games. I think I don't know. Is that true? I wasn't aware of that, huh? I'm surprised yeah, by Ra- that. Ravens are Ravens are a slight, slight at home. All right, favorite to win this game. And I think it, it, it reminds me, guys, of the Ravens game in Tennessee a few weeks ago. Ravens slight favorite in Tennessee. Everybody's like, oh, what is going on? You can't disrespect Tennessee. Carolina looked awesome in the fourth quarter, but they looked like crap in the first three quarters. Cam Newton had like 50 passing yards. And I think the Ravens defense is better than the, the Panthers defense. They locked down Cam and surprised some people in Charlotte. I hear you on all of that. I do think I'm kind of looking at has no 
uh, value for this particular matchup. But look at what the Saints have coming up here for the next like four to six weeks. The South. Panthers have a chance to once again take this NFC South for all the talk about Matt Ryan. Well, Brinson and I do it just before every uh, football season. We rank our NFC South QBs and almost never get it right. But Cam Newton, man, once again, very quietly, we don't mention him in our top five or our top 10 or anything else. But by hook or by crook, he does get the Panthers on the right side of the win-loss column more often than not and does it over the course of many seasons now. I think that they're going to win the division and – I, I, you know, I think in a very tight one. And by the way, the one other thing I'll say, our pal Bucky Brooks pointed this out long ago. The Ravens do this every single year. They go into the season like, hey, you know what? Finally, we're ready to go. And th- in 2018, we have the receivers we need for Flacco. Let, you know what? We're going to be a we're going to be a throwing team in uh, 20 in, in this season. And at some point, Flacco starts playing. Flacco is not a guy who can do that over 16 regular season games. You can't carry a team forever. I think uh, down in uh, Charlotte, uh, the Panthers get them. Seattle, Detroit, Brinson. Don't you choose? You want me to choose this one? Absolutely. All right. I'm taking the, the team I told you back in August was headed to the NFC playoffs. Not the Seahawks. No, it was the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, too. All right. And there we go. They turned the corner now. Now they're banging with Kerry uh, and Johnson. And beware of Ziggy Ansa. He gets back in there. Plus, now they have one of the great unknown rough run stuffers of the NFL to help things out on that defensive front. Now, what they really needed. Desperately right. needed. They got the edge. They got a corner. Now they got someone in the middle. And I'm with you. That Look out. This this team could be coming by the end of 2018 as your NFC North champ. And by the way, it was, uh, you know, the... <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy talk right there. I, have you seen Have you seen Matthew Stafford since that Jets game? He, th- he threw four picks. It was terrible. He's completing 70% of his passes and has only thrown one interception since then. He's, done, he's not putting up the volume stats, but he's become more efficient. And I don't know. Maybe a little something. Maybe a little balanced offense, huh? Maybe, and by oh, the this way, carry-on guy we drafted. Maybe we should give him the ball go. more. Yeah, maybe you should. That's maybe right. you should do and that. And by the and way, it's the ad- crazy what happens when you have a later round running back combined with a franchise. Oh, no. Jeez, boy. Why'd you have to do that? Jeez. By the way, LeGarrette Blunt, a major absence in Philadelphia. That's why they lost that game last week to the Panthers, was not having somebody back there like that to turn around and hand the ball off to. But yes. Um, you know, this, uh, this, and one more thing on the lions, that was a nice little win in Miami. That's not an easy place to win oh. as we've seen already. And uh, their other two wins are against the Patriots and the Packers. What else do we need to see America? Get on board the Stafford train. Uh, Shaq, I know we're running long, longest here, but I, I just, I'd like you to weigh in on something yes. uh, that's bothered me for a few weeks here, please. Uh, at a, uh, 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 Matt Nagy is is wearing a visor with with no hair your thoughts i don't care for it i mean the, i like that you asked him uh, by the way will the dermatologist well, this is just a very check this is a very check. the dermatologists I, I, of our society will point to the fact that the top of your head is exposed flesh you want to take care of your entire epidermis not uh, not just uh, the when you take off your shirt uh, and you know be all pasty white like matt money smith's legs are today. right there i'm getting a good look at uh, the birdie legs there but <laughs> either way uh, the skinny legs club this guy right here i frown on it why in a world I, and i see you have a visor behind you there in a in a uh, it's a tat, but yeah. Oh, it is. I feel like it's another thing. It's it's the same, you know, as is I say. Is that a Coors Light cap behind you as well? Oh, yeah. Why would you have a Coors Light hat? I don't know. They sent me one, so I threw it back. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to stump for a beer, 
It's going to be Coors Light. Spaghetti, get right? this man a bottle of Head and Shoulders. I don't know <laughs> if he's going to put stuff up there. That, that may as well be. There you uh, go. It may as well be that. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as I've said about uh, people who eat green apples in our in, in our world. You, you have red apples. So do you have self-esteem problems? Same thing. Why wear a visor in a world where you have caps? Come on. Next up, it's the Packers. It's the Rams. Brinson, choose. Uh, I mean, this is one we should be messing around with the desert gentleman just to make it interesting. I will take the Rams and I think they win handily. Do you now? Matt Money Smith. Oh, yeah, he's taking right. Rodgers. That's right. I'm he's, taking Aaron Rodgers. I love it. Taking Explain Aaron, yourself. Bye Mike. week. Get that knee all nice and healthy. Uh, it just, it sets up, right? It sets yes, up to be does. an Aaron Rodgers. Reminds you that he's the greatest quarterback to have ever played the position in the history of the league. All of you folks and your newfangled trips, fly sweeps, play action more than anybody else. Boy genius on the other side. Guess what? You can out-scheme Mike McCarthy. 31 other head coaches can out-scheme Mike McCarthy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, Aaron Rodgers is coming to town, and he's going to throw it around that Coliseum yard in front of probably – and, I, and I'm allowed to do this, all right? None of you out there are, but I'm allowed to do it in front of about 50,000 Green Bay Packer fans. Uh, <laughs> it will be a Packer home game, and Aaron Rodgers is going to put on a show. I can, I mean, certainly, yes. There's a case to be made. It's it always nice happens, right? It always be, right. happens. You lose to the Lions, and Rodgers comes out west and throws five touchdowns and beats the Rams. It's just it, it, it's it's the way the world works in the, in the the current NFL. And also in the week to week league, you the last uh, thing we saw from the Packers was them barely surviving at home right. against uh, C.J. Beathard's uh, Niners. And you thought I thought this was setting up. Watching that game, I was just thinking, well, now what's it going to be this year? Is it going to what's it going to spell for the Packers fans to to chill out? Maybe that's what he was going to spell. But uh, but instead, now they survived that one. And uh, I, I'm, I, I got I got the uh, the Rams by seven on the nose. Brinson. I, the problem isn't Aaron Rodgers. The problem is this defense. I mean, like it's bad. Kyle Shanahan is I don't get it. I, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, right? We're talking like similar coaches in terms of scheming stuff up and getting guys to run wide open. Well, the 49ers had guys running wide open. CJ Beathard in Green Bay was throwing bombs down the field to dudes who were wide open. And you're telling me that Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods are going to be wide open for Jared Goff? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Can we? Isn't there something to what uh, pro football players always will tell you is that round about midseason, especially when you're talking about a young defense, which is what the Packers have, and now they're coming off the bye, that maybe they'll emerge a little savvier collectively. I, I don't know. I mean, that maybe not enough to stop stop one of the great offenses we've uh, we've seen in the last quarter century at minimum. All right. Oh, real quick before we get to our last one. Steelers Browns. Anybody taking uh, Mayfield over uh, no. Big Ben? I don't like the casual dismissal of that. I think it'll be close. I mean, really, the, if you look at it, the Charger, going to overtime. The Charger the game law. was the outlier. I mean, the Chargers smoked them, but every other game, it, hell, it went to overtime. They should have won two of them. So yeah, they're competitive. They're in every game. I suspect this will be the same, but they're not. Come on. I hope. I hope the tumult in the coach's room between Todd Haley oh, and Hugh. Hugh Jack. Oh, I love it. He's the it's it's setting up perfectly for John Dorsey because he's like, look, I got yeah. the guys to win these games. It's just, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you, got, you got a head coach execution. But, but see, that's what's so weird is did he have to keep Hugh Jack? 
Like were were D and 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 Jimmy Haslam so adamant that hey, you've got this guy who's one in thirty one over the last two years. You can do anything you want, Dorsey, but you're not getting rid of Hugh. I mean, that would have to be the mantra in order for him to say, "I'm going to keep the guy that's won one game out of thirty two in the last two." Nothing so that, that's better. So crazy. Nothing better than Hugh's inability to remember when he. I got to take this team back. You know, this is how we do things around here and everything. You were one in thirty one. Yeah. What, what what are you talking about? Do the opposite of whatever you did. Don't don't. No, we're not going back to anything. We're not now, Hugh. And I would like to point out uh, when they do fire him, and they will probably in the next three weeks. I do want a bare knuckle fight at the fifty between yes. Williams and Haley over who gets to be the interim head coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea, right? That's I mean, fun. It, can you just see Dorsey just chewing his gum? All right, guys, here's how we're going to do it. Um, I want each of you to take your shirts <laughs> off. We're going to put on these pants, these jeans here, and these Borkman boots, and we're just going to have a fight right there at midfield. And uh, whoever comes out ahead is going to be the head coach of the team. All right, let's oh. go. Haley's no stranger to fisticuffs. He, no. He found them uh, on New Year's Eve in Pittsburgh walking out of a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, so uh, anyhow, that's true. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> that's why he was up in the coach's box for the playoff game. All right, <laughs> here we go. A dandy game in the NFC, really uh, very important for uh, seedings here in week eight already. Matt Money Smith, it's the Saints. It's the Vikings, a rematch of that classic divisional round game last January. Choose. Taking the Saints. I am too. Uh, All right. We got disagreement on every pick. All right. The studio has has run red today. I love it. Brinson, tell us why you got the Vikes. Uh, Mike, look, the Saints are great, but this is back-to-back road games. That place, that stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, is a is a brutal home field advantage. I mean, it's crippling how loud it gets in there when they're blowing that stupid horn. <laughs> um, you got you got the Vikings, who are a better team than people think. I mean, I know they're four, two, and one, but they're starting to round into shape. They got Everson Griffin coming back. He's getting into football activities. Mike Zimmer is not going to get out coached by Sean Payton. They come from the same tree. Um, and I, I think that you're going to see the Vikings get after Drew Brees a little. And Kirk Cousins. He's played great. He's playing great. Yep. I mean, he's, he's, he's earning his contract. I didn't think he would do it. And he's earning his contract. And they finally got a little bit of a running game going. Saints not playing that great on defense. I like the Vikings here. I hear you. I, you know, the Dalvin Cook news now till week 11 at yeah. least is what they're saying. And I thought it really 2018 kind of for them to really elevate, kind of hinged on him despite uh, Kirk, Con, uh, Kirk Cousins and the $30 million. But uh, yes, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Like the late, great Jerry Orbach at the end <laughs> of uh, of Dirty Dancing. And Kirk, at least to this point, has certainly surprised me with how good he's been. Now, that doesn't, you know, Thielen and uh, and Diggs. Diggs a little quiet of late. and A lot quiet as of late. Yeah. But Kyle I'm Rudolph with, not doing much. I mean, it's been Thielen. It has been the Kirk I'm with Brinson now. You know, good listen, one. you don't need the nonsense. If you're a real fan base, you don't do that jazz. You, you, you make your noise and you wave your flag over your head, your towel over your but head. if they like it? You know, I mean, what if what, if, what, what if we need what to really get rid of it? We need the after in hockey. We got to get rid of that thing. That oh, thing the horn. Makes, yeah. That thing makes me crazy. Come well, on. Especially when they hit it like three times. It's like just once. It's once enough. with the foghorn. I don't care for it. Yeah. But you know what I do care for? I, Will Brinson. Mm-hmm. I care for the CBS Sports Pick Six podcast. You can listen to it daily. It's dandy stuff. And I enjoy the company, even if it is from 5,000 miles away. Uh, from his uh, his manse in the Carolinas there. It's Will Brinson. Do you 
you have any final things you'd like to say to Spaghetti or anyone else, Brinson? Uh, no, I mean, I, well, Spaghetti, you're you're a, you're a mensch as well. You know, everything said on Twitter stays on Twitter. Um, totally agree. For the most part, until I tell my wife, until <laughs> I like close my laptop and tell my wife about it. Um, <laughs> don't believe with this Spaghetti. There's guy, a guy you know? named Spaghetti. He's one of them big city slickers up New York City way. <laughs> He's talking stuff in all capitals. I'm I got, a gentleman. I got all of course. these guys I work with are Yankees fans and Giants fans. Uh, boy. And, and I, uh, it's, I mean, yeah. I'm a Braves oh, guy, a Rivers guy. It's it's brutal, man. Get out of here. Um, but the uh, yeah, no, uh, thank thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure. Always a delight. And I have one last word, please. I, I'd like you to. <clears throat> Star date October twenty second. Quitter is an awful place sometimes. Amen. Well, that wasn't from from Will at all. It's, I know it's it kind was. of what Will was talking about too. With the I know it wasn't him. It's like there's so many people who take shots at you, but are so uninformed about the the scenario they're talking about, and it's just like, what is the purpose of this? It's never going to have a solution. Twitter is an awful place. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> like I can deal with people if you love Darnold and if you think Barkley's whatever, but like, be it's just like, oh, sometimes it's just like, I want to smash your head against a wall. <laughs> well, that or, was, that was that. <laughs> I thought that was a nice, <laughs> right? nice little summation. Or just turn off Twitter. Instead <laughs> of smashing your eyes, well, you turn off Twitter. Smashed everywhere. Anywho, NFL.com slash DDFP. Lots of good stuff up there for your perusal with uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, David Carr. Some really good insights from Maurice about the Levy and Bell situation and if it will ever resolve itself on the banks of the Three Rivers. Matt Money-Smith, again, the voice of the Chargers. Uh, Game Theory and Money here at NFL Podcasting, the show, Petros and Money. Listen to them for your Dodgers talk in the World Series. Brinson, it's uh, CBS Sports Pick 6. I wasn't done yet, Spaghetti, and you jumped the gun. And you know what? That Now you got to own that. Bad timing there. And now maybe, maybe the skull that's going to get cracked is your own. That wouldn't work out. <laughs> I would lose that fight, and it wouldn't take more than... Sometimes I just want to bang my head against the wall. Spaghetti, how many? How long would it take you for 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 me to be dead if we got in a fight? I'm not fighting you ever. I don't Thank fight you. people. You always bring that up in the cubicles and like like. That's I'm a not, fun conversation to see who would win. A, who would win a fight, money or Brinson? I'm not fighting I'm, Brinson. But who would win it though if you had? I'm to? a coward. I'd run. <laughs> fight or flight, I'm, I'm Captain Flight. Get me out of here. That's my way. All right. So anyway, we, we uh, told you about everything else. New Daves of Thunder out there for you. Me and Feeney recounting our latest twister in the Valley. Um, the good sports with Adam Carolla. Carolla is exceptionally funny, even by his own standard. I was on... Uh, uh, Pardon my take with uh, Big Cat and PFT. Check that one out. All right. That's it. We'll keep it with you after week eight. Until then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.